Sweet. Welcome to the South Road Boys. What's mine say? <laughs> <laughs> How are you, mate? I'm good. You didn't want to play that game. What game? The, what's mine say? Dude. What, my, sweet. <laughs> it goes on forever. Sorry. Nice. I'll lead you into it. You didn't bite the bullet. You didn't take the cake. No. You left the cheese in the trap. That's fine. It's all good. Leave the cheese in the trap, man. Only the second mouse gets the cheese. True. <laughs> yeah, always send in the guy you don't like. Exactly. Oh, no, that's sexist. The friend you don't like. No, you can send a guy you don't like. You can. Because you like all too. the girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see. Once again, we were discussing this earlier, though. And like, just because you like them doesn't mean they're not crazy, doesn't mean you shouldn't stay away. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, true that. <laughs> um, and for those people who don't get that reference, uh, dude, where's my car? Yeah, it's, oh, what would that have been? I'm thinking maybe 92, 93. Demi Moore's ex husband, mm, Ashton Cookshire. Cush, Cush. The Cush. The Cush. Yeah. <laughs> Probably doesn't even play pool. Probably. <laughs> Off the Kush. The Kush. What have you ever called the Kush? Surely. you and, and does that make, would Demi Moore's <laughs> nickname after the divorce be 8-Ball? Off the Kush? Off the Kush. <laughs> <laughs> Double face cut. <laughs> <laughs> For people that don't play 8-Ball right now, they just got no idea what we're talking no. about. Do you know what, what I, I Guilty pleasure time. Right? Oh, all right, here we go. So this one, we need a little, <laughs> just if you can find it. Yep. Like, do a little bit of like a, a cheesy intro music thing for that, like, you know, a memory sort of intro. <laughs> yeah, so, so if you find that. No, nah, but it's not a memory, though. Cause I know, but I feel like it needs like a little intro, like a little cheesy musical intro where you start talking about it's not gonna a happen. little story. It's just not going to happen. Wow. You know what, roadies? Find your own intro music. <laughs> and play it. Play it by yourself. <laughs> so, I forgot. How much of and lose is probably a stronger word than what I'm after, but I realise that what I've been doing late at night <laughs> by myself doesn't make me part of the cool kids. Well, I'm thinking that the musical intro needs to be far different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quick, joke, quick joke! Yes. Father and son sitting yeah. there. Dad turns to the son and says. Uh, so, boy, what do you want to be when you grow up? The son turns around and says, uh, pizza delivery guy or mail delivery man. Son, stop watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> pool cleaner. Yeah, pool cleaner. There you go. Mm. Um, so my, uh, my dirt, it's not a dirty little secret. It's just my little <sighs> guilty pleasure. <laughs> I get really excited. Like, I've actually, I've shuffled my seat in. Yeah. I'm getting closer to the mic because I'm about to have some serious fellatio going on right now. And it's a dirty little secret. The thing is, here's the thing that I love the most about this. About I know how disappointed you're going to be when you find out what my guilty little pleasure is. Okay. I'm still excited. So the kids go to bed. That's yeah. all good. Nice. Yeah, get, put the kids to bed. Put the kids to bed. Go and to bed, the, guys. The wife yeah. and I will sit down and maybe watch a bit of telly together or oh, just hang out. Okay. So the, the wife isn't involved, though, because you said you're by yourself. Correct. And okay. she goes, yeah, time go to, to go to bed. Go she to goes bed, to bed, wifey. Yep. She goes to bed a bit earlier. The wife's tucked up in bed. Yeah, send her to bed. Kids no. are in bed. The wife's in bed. What's going on? Sit Jay? down in front of the TV. <laughs> and I watch <laughs> by myself. <laughs> For hours. 
World Championship snooker. <laughs> that face was everything I hoped for and more. Um, watch Ronnie, watching Ronnie O'Sullivan play with his balls. Um, oh, can he break the one hundred for the break? Um, oh, um, I fucking love it. I just so love it. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And the best part of it, it's all free to wear. It's not even pay TV. Oh. Um. I've actually, I've got nothing. You've I've got, got nothing, nothing for that. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's red ball. I want to do sort of like brown ball jokes and that kind of thing. Like red ball corner pocket, mm. one point. Um, <laughs> eight ball. That's your dirty. That's your dirty secret. I love watching World Championship snooker. Like you know, you're not one of these guys that you know that watch maybe some um, you know, like um, incest porn or something like that. You know, which is a big thing now in the little snippets where you know it's like it's your. I know actually incest because it's your, the step daddy or it's the you know. The, oh, so it's not true incest. No, because because okay. and I don't know whether it's a case of. Uh, it's a illegal maybe to portray that, or whether it's just because they wouldn't a put illegal conscience. stuff on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of this stuff is it's on like legit sites. It isn't just shit that random people upload. So okay. it's from a professional site. So maybe there are some legalities, or maybe it's just within the maybe the porn scene that they have a certain level of we don't go past that line. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's got anything to do with site because as we discussed previously. Previously on South Road Boys. That's in the criminal justice system. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm back to armor again. Or an order. Anyway, no, because as we discussed previously, most of the adult websites that most people would visit are free. True. And they are managed and owned by one commercial entity that steal other people's yeah. material, and then they put so it up for free. Apparently, it sings. I've been told like RegTube, YouTube, Pornhub, <laughs> all those sort of ones. Xvideo, all owned by the same person. Yeah, friends, anyway, friends um, told me. Yeah, and there's a really good podcast that goes along with that. I think it's called The Butterfly Effect, which is really really interesting. Anyway. Strangely enough, also as a movie starring action culture. There you go. <laughs> It was too. Wow. It was. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring There's a theme. <laughs> the theme. It's a sign. The Kushta. Yeah, it's the Kush. The Kush. <laughs> that isn't the name of this episode. The Kush. The Kush. <laughs> Not the douche. Well, he might be, but he's the Kush. Mind you, he's so good, he's like two and a half men. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Did I take the sheen off that gag? Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank you very that. much. Um, so anyway, um, <laughs> I I don't even know where we got sidetracked for that one. Yeah, so I quite like World Championship Snooker. I just love it. I just, it's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. sad though. I know it's sad. I'm, I'm hearing that it's your jam, but. Yeah, uh, two thousand. By the way, dude, where's my car? Really, I was way off. Whew. I was going to see what the um, what the dude had been up to. 
Not much, probably. Well, Demi, Demi Moore, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, Demi Moore's not around here. Are they still together? They probably are. No, I thought they were Splitsville. I thought they were Splitsville too. That ruins my off the cush joke. Off the cush joke. <laughs> Still funny. Oh, love for it. you. Mm. Probably not for anybody else. Oh no, he's of course he's with that um, Miller Kunis. I don't Is know it Miller who... Kunis. But... Yeah, she's cute. She's pretty good. Well, yeah, good for him. Oh yeah, she has a brother, <laughs> Michael Kutcher. What's he up to? What's he do? Oh, <laughs> the lesser known Kutcher. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I tell you what, his wiki page is a lot smaller. Is it? Now? Oh, yeah. It just says, brother of Aston Kutcher, yeah. with a link. <laughs> Michael Kutcher, born February 7, 1978, is an American businessman, public speaker, and advocate for children with cerebral palsy and organ donation. Oh, we can't make I'm fun assuming of him. It's not, I'm assuming <laughs> it's not advocate for children with cerebral, cerebral palsy, palsy and organ donation. <laughs> I don't think that's meant to be the one thing. I that's, want all the cerebral palsy kids who are in favor of organ, <laughs> organ donation. I am their advocate. That's what I'm an advocate for. That's yeah. a very small group of that's, people. That's one of those where after cerebral palsy, I realise you don't need it, but I think it needs a comma. Just to mentally separate it. Because it's got the word and, yeah. so it doesn't require it. It doesn't require comma. it, but I think it would certainly define it a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> yeah, good on him. No, he's, he's going well. He and he's probably not someone now we can poke fun at, because he's actually, he seems to be doing the Lord's work. Apparently <laughs> a nice guy. Yeah. He finishes last, though. Nice guys finish last. Yeah. Public speaker about how pissed off he is that his brother's <laughs> doing better than him. Exactly. Uh, my uh, brother quick. did Demi. I just got a semi. <laughs> <laughs> semi, a semi for Demi. What's your favourite Demi Moore movie? Oh, Betcha that's Show a Girls. good one. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna Google this because I can't remember the name of it. But oh, a few good men. That is a great Fuck. film. That is actually a great, great film. Where you have one of at the time Hollywood's leading ladies would have been on probably one of the most mega buck deals. Is often not even associated with that film. No, you're probably right, actually. Like, you don't... When you think A Few Good Men, it's Tom and um, Jack. Yeah. Very and, much. And that scene... You, you can't, can't handle, handle the truth! truth. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Love it. Jinx. That was um, that was gorgeous. Love it. Right, eh? Random movie quotes oh. with Troy and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go back. There was a... A movie she was in, and it wasn't when. See, I'm a big fan of Demi Moore before she got the whole tits done and everything. Before right. she started the plastic journey. G.I. Jane. Uh, G.I. Jane was actually a kick-ass film. Mm. I actually that was a good film. There you go. That was a great movie. Um, but I'm actually going to go a little bit further back. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go way back, to be honest, to um, Cinema's Fire. Oh, with a hang on Sheen. Yeah, that was a bit of a um. What, not, what did they call the club? The um, the not the Brat Pack. Brat Pack, yeah. So you had uh, actually it was a Joel Schumacher movie. I didn't realize that he directed it. Was uh, that Michael Schumacher? Emilio Estevez, Emilio Estevez. Uh, Rob Lowe, Andrew McCarthy, Rob Demi Moore, Lowe. Judd Nelson, yes, Ali Sheedy, and uh, Mayor Winningham. I don't even know who in the world that is. One hit yeah. wonder, but um, she was just yeah, she stood out to me in that movie. I must hmm. admit, she's cute. Wasn't she? And I could be wrong because I might be. Wasn't she the female in? Indecent Proposal? Yes. That was another good yeah. film. Uh, I was about to say Robert De Niro. No, it was um, Robert, Robert Redford. Redford. Mm. Mm. That was actually great. That was also Woody Harrison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how much money is enough to have a night with your wife? Exactly. Mm. And then you end up with the, um, then you end up with, it. was it W.C. Fields? 
came up with the quote of, uh, would you sleep with me for a hundred dollars? Sorry, would you sleep with me for a million dollars? And the woman says in the joke, yes, I would. And he goes, well, would you sleep with me for $10? And she slaps him and says, what sort of woman do you think I am? Madam, we've already established what sort of woman you are. We're just now haggling over the price. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, speaking of that funny difference in the sexuality, so um, Taylor Swift, Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay, oh, Her latest song. I almost said take it off. (laughs) Shake it off. (laughs) That's probably a porn parody. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Taylor Shift. Um, So... um, I think the song is just called "Man." Okay, new single at the moment. It's all about her singing about basically, uh, you know, all the things that she kind of gets attacked for in the media. If she mm. was a man, wouldn't even be an issue. The fact no. that she has, you know, multiple boyfriends, not at the same time. Well, she might be. Well, she might. But you know what? As long as it's but the fact consensual? that it's all the media, where it's a guy, as we know, it's still that kind of normality these days. Winning, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it's chicks, it's not. Um, so. Let's change that. Maybe the South Road boys can change that normality. Are we going to be the advocate? <laughs> We're back on this kind of story again, aren't we? Are we really the best ones? We are so... Like, of all the people <laughs> that the women's liberation and women's activists need to be their advocate... Women's liberation that amped up real quickly. <laughs> okay, it was probably a bit extreme. But I don't think the women's, um, you know... They're not going to come to you and I, two <laughs> middle-aged white overweight boys in Tasmania, to go. No, no, please help us. <laughs> yeah, Ever, yeah. I certainly wouldn't. You see, there was. On a, I'm not going to stick on this one too, but it's a, a shit story. But you see, there was a, a guy that was run down in Hobart. I think it was last week by his ex-partner. Yes, I did see yeah, that. And they were actually bringing up a big thing about the double standards on that, the fact that she's been released on bail, I believe. Yes. And they were saying if it was a guy that actually drove his or run down his or wife, killed, ex-partner, whatever. Killed his spouse. There's no way known in this day and age that that person will be allowed out on bail. No. Um, and I did find an interesting juxtaposition. I didn't like, though, that a lot of the comments come back to trying to say, no, see, it happens to men too. Well, it does. Mm. Certainly not as often, though. And I think what most people probably... In, look, this is just my fucking opinion. So put That's this, why we're here. Put that in absolute context. This is Joe's view on the We're so world. opinionated. God, we're arrogant. <laughs> we, we just... We are, we we are like pretty much... We like the Jackie O's of podcasting. <laughs> we, are the, we are the internet of opinions. <laughs> you know... My opinion is that the law is often based on precedent. And the precedent is not a lot of women kill their spouses for not a good reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> generally those women have probably been at the hands of some sort of abuse at some point in time. And it's an offensive defense. Yeah. You know, that is actually true. I think if you really narrowed it down with stats, and we don't have those stats, and we, I'm not, not going to try and make up shit on this one, to be honest. No. But um, that would be the case. A lot of the time, it would be retaliation to basically save your own life. Or or, or those of the family, you know. Yeah. And and look, it may not be at the or you Or you've at the moment a lot for a long time, and you just fucking snap. Exactly. Like, if I don't wake up one day dead with stockings around my neck from snoring too much, I will be surprised. I'd be surprised too. <laughs> Fucking who wouldn't? Yeah. I mean, I'd probably go up to him and say, look, I'm <laughs> I bought you some stockings. But I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like, I'm not angry. 
I'm just disappointed. Yeah. So, um, by the way, um, there's a spot on a podcast. You want exactly. To come every Monday to my place, we can record. It's lots of fun. We can watch Battlestar Galactica afterwards. Exactly. We are the South Road people. South Road people, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's all we need. Maybe we need to bring no. in a third person. Maybe we need a third a person in this one. relationship. <laughs> a no. three-way podcast. A three-way podcast. Yeah. It's not consensual. I just, I think you could add a new level. Okay. Okay. To the podcast. Well, no, no. Look, I hear you. Yeah. But as we were talking about, law is based on precedent. Okay. Yeah, okay. So let's take a precedent for you wanting to introduce a third person into this podcast. Right. I have a wrestling quiz for you. <laughs> <laughs> Should we bring back Howley? <laughs> Do you want to talk about the 83 weeks the WCW outranked the WWF in 1994, 5, and 6 in the rankings in the US? I just don't think that's quite where I was going. Ah, oh, so you wanted someone you chose <laughs> to annoy me. Well, interestingly enough, I actually signed up this week for KO. The, the, the sporting app. Okay, yeah. What made you do that? Well, other than you like sport, but... footy's coming up. Yes, as we know, I am a Collingwood tragic. I love the AFL. I love my magpies. Yeah, you do. It's just one of those things. Look, how we've survived, I don't know, but it. you just do. Accept it. Take me as I am. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I normally get the AFL app on my phone because, to be honest, I don't like missing a game of the season with the pies. I don't. I'm not one of those people that are so footy tragic that they watch. Every team play every week. You don't sit there and watch North Melbourne take on West Coast. No, unless if I'm kicking back and having a beer and it's a Friday night and it's on, I'll watch it. But I'm not sure. as invested in it. Whereas when it comes to the <laughs> Adelaide Maggies, versus Brisbane, like yeah. who cares? Gold Coast versus <laughs> Gold Coast versus Western Western suburbs. Yeah, wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> Greater <amazing>. Western Sydney. <laughs> so uh, that doesn't matter. But the Maggies like to watch every game, of course. Um, so what I would normally do is if it's not on telly. I would normally use my phone or my tablet, but the phone is actually a better picture than my tablet because it's newer. Mm. Uh, and I would actually plug my amp into my phone mm. and I'd actually watch the game with the, the audio blaring. So it's basically still as loud as what the TV would be. Can't you flick it to your TV? No, nah, it doesn't stream that way. It doesn't Chromecast over. It's really Mother scattered. Trucker. It's like a really bad internet reception. Oh, it's, uh, it's but the beauty of it is, you know, if you hold it up close enough to your face, it's actually exactly the same size as the television. <laughs> so it's two centimeters away from you. So what you need is like one of those beer hats where you've got the two kind of cans just sits of beer on there. and it just sits there. Yeah. So it well, still works. Actually, all it is is the VR goggles that they use for mobile oh, phones. See, that's brilliant. Go online, yeah. buy yourself an El Cheapo five dollar pair from China, delivered in three minutes to your door. <laughs> Fantastic! Until you go to tackle someone and run into the wall. <laughs> exactly. No, but you're just sitting at home and you've clipped your phone into your VR goggles. I wouldn't be silly at all, would it? Well, unless of course someone walks in and says, "Go fucking this!" But the beauty of it is, um, so Ko is twenty five bucks a month, and okay. basically what it is, it's basically Foxtel, but mm. only the sport. Right. Okay. So I, I'd heard kind of medium to bad to great reports of last year. Do they have year. World Championship snooker? They had, do have snooker. Oh, I love they that. They have everything. That's oh, everything on there. Snooker. So it's not just footy. But I used to pay 15 bucks a month for the AFL app. Oh, okay. And KO is 25 bucks a month. So there um, you go. I normally have Stan as well. Um, mm. I hardly ever use Stan at all. I'm normally using Netflix. You know flick? And I still will download an occasional show. Mm. Um, so I've actually given that the flick. So I've actually saved- Given it the Netflix? What? <laughs> given Netflix. I think that was 14 or 15 bucks a month. So I've canned that. So you, you're and in I front five bucks. So I'm in front five bucks. Uh, but the beauty of it is, this is where I'm getting to though, oh. is I believe there's wrestling on there as well. <gasps> oh, 
one makes me excited. Where's my phone? Let me In find my phone. In the secret place. Oh, I remember the first time that it, we'd just moved to Melbourne and one of the, we came back for Christmas and my wife bought me as a Christmas present a year's worth of subscription to pay TV and it was before I was 25. Yep. Because here's the thing, they would um, show all the WWF and all the WW. Yeah, it was the WWF back then, and then the WCW. And in the early to mid nineties, WCW hired a guy called Eric Bischoff, and Eric Bischoff, Easy E, um, basically turned the company around. <gasps> he was wrestling on their bigs. Oh yeah, no, but Raw and SmackDown, they were on free to wear. I watch those. It's all good. Yeah, but are they live on free to wear? But do you get the pay TV, the pay per views? Oh, you probably still pay for that, I reckon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and to the point where I was such a wrestling tragic, I would do. I would go to a mate's place so we could watch wrestling. Like that would be a thing because it's always better to watch it with someone. And then for my twenty fifth birthday, I had a party themed dress. Like oh, sneakers you. on there. <laughs> nice. Um, the. Uh, Party themed. The party was themed a dress-up party. Now, my dress-up party was dress like Joe. So everyone rocked up in shorts, wrestling T-shirts, baseball caps, and bum bags. And everyone said it's the most comfortable they've felt going to any party ever. But the funny thing was, Michael, Johnny, Clifford, Bonnie, and Michelle. Fuck you, Michelle. Um, we don't like Michelle anymore. Don't we? Okay, well, wow. <laughs> um, Let us They got colluded with my wife and got some of my wrestling tapes, went back to their place, got extremely drunk, and came up with a whole wrestling-themed show for my birthday. So I rocked up, and I've been brought into the lounge room, and it's a happy birthday time, sing the song, here's the cake. And then my friend John rocks up in a very glitzy gold jacket, Ladies and gentlemen, I think we've talked about this we in the have, show, yeah. I and still it was love it, mate. just so fucking good because the boys had hired costumes which were muscle outfits, yep. and they came in the masks and they were jumping off the land suite, and it was just brilliant. Fuck, I loved it. <laughs> Do you reckon the Rock's going to be as ridiculously handsome and muscly when he's seventy and yes. eighty is what he is now? Yes. Do you reckon he's just going to keep it up forever? I just, I watched a thing with the Rock. Where he he does inspirational or public speaking to closed groups, so it's not public speaking, obviously it's closed groups. But he he was doing this thing with uh, an American football team, a gridiron team, because the Rock used to play gridiron or not um, closed groups like people who are interested in people with cerebral palsy <laughs> that are organ donors. No, not those sort of closed. No, groups. A, that's a really niche group. That's a very niche group. Mm. So he he went and had a chat to these people. And I've been advocate for them, and he's like. If you want to work, you can work. But let me tell you, you will never outwork me. I am the fucking hardest worker that you are ever going to meet. Because he's up at Sparrow's Fart and does his five hours training a day. Mm -hmm. And then he's on the publicity machine. And then he's on the Twitter machine. And then he's on going and doing interviews. And then he's working out again. Like, just his schedule is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, But to see him and Kevin Hart together... Is just genius. Best you over. Oh, it really is. Yeah. And to see them take the piss out of each other, doing impersonations of each other, is great. So yes, um, and the beauty of that question. is they actually um, they love each other's company too. Mm, you that's, can tell that's why it's so good. Yeah. 
But um, in answer to your question, yes, I think he will be the rock until he dies. Yeah, like he will just, just be that damn good. It's insane. The, mm. guy's, the guy's mad. Mad, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. How the fuck do we end up there? Well, it all started with World Championship Snooker. Yeah. That's why you should never talk about that, because you end up in strange places. But it's it's one of those sports. Like, this is the top echelon of people who play oh, this yeah, sport, I wasn't right? I expecting you to keep on going. No, nah, come on. And it's it's the most <sighs> quietest sport ever. <laughs> like, it's just like, dink. One point. Completely different <laughs> to World Championship darts. Oh, 118! That's also... On KO. Of course it is. I, um, how huge is that now? Fuck. And it's the they only get lo- They'll get 10,000 people coming just to watch people throw little pointed darts. You can't even see the dart from the nosebleeds in no, those events. You, you can only see it on the big screen. And I think it's the only sh- I think it's the only professional sport where you're allowed to drink and play the game. Like Probably. I, I know you don't have to be an athlete. Oh, you do not. I think the world champion something like 200 kilos. Yeah, like it's just... And they're mad, like they're tattooed and they got mohawks. And, yep. and a lot of them are very much, um, you know, you're all kind of bogan English. The lads. You know? Yeah, bloody hell. Football and lads. And they've just, all they've done is honed their craft at the local pub. Yeah, pretty and much. And someone went, you can make a quid out of this. Yeah. Really? Oh, I'll try that. Let's do that then. Which is completely unlike World Championship Snooker, where they all wear their double-breasted waistcoats and... And all that kind of stuff. It's still and very all, professional, is it? Very, very professional. Yeah. And everyone, sir, must wear a tie and oh, and all that kind of stuff. But mind you, I wouldn't just be found... them wearing a tie, though, would it? Yeah, because you wouldn't want that to dip down while you're playing. No, the shot, no, they wear it? they wear like a little bow tie. Okay, so right. it doesn't get in the way. That makes sense. Or some of the ones who have gone the skinny black tie, tuck it into the waistcoat. Mm, yeah, you want to tuck it in well. It'd be a shocking way to lose a world championship. Touching the. Yeah, oh, foul, four yeah, points. He's just done a little bit of a feather on the balls there. That's not good. <laughs> feather balls. Yeah, he's just that's lost it for him. <laughs> Got to hold feather balls, McGee. <laughs> feather girl balls, McGee. Yeah, he's lost it. <laughs> he's lost he's it. Lost it now. But they make like the winner of one of those tournaments is going to make something like one hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred thousand pound. Wow, what's that? Probably three, four hundred grand. Yeah, exactly. Australian. Fuck, there's money in it. Yeah. Just for tapping some balls around. I think the bloke who's going to... Who tap is tapping him. Tap, 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 tap him. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. But I think the guy who's, who's going to end up... Who was winning the tournament that I watched, they said he was going to make over a million pounds this year. Wow. Mind That's you, impressive. he has won the trifecta of, you know, the Irish Open, the all the, the big tournaments. Guys are up. The three big tournaments, mm. yeah. Fuck. He'll have a Q manufacturer yeah, he would. tagging him. Yeah, they no would. Absolutely would. Yep. Wouldn't, could be, um, wouldn't be called the Kush. It would not be the called no. the cushless. <laughs> It'd be like my putter that I bought for golf called the one time. The one time. The one time. I went through when... Sounds like some kind of thing you get in Thailand. <laughs> you want you one want, time? You want one time? One time. <laughs> one. I think that was a song from Sir Mix-a-Lot's 1992 oh, album. One time got no game. <laughs> Fuck, I can't remember that. <laughs> off, random. off the same album that I like, Big Butts. Really? Yeah, I there didn't was a, know he had an album. I thought he had a song. No, no, he had the he had nineteen ninety two. He had the album, uh, the single I like Big Butts, and then I bought the album. Like I owned the full album, and I reckon if you is. put it on now, I could probably wax lyrically to it. <laughs> uh, he had I'm your Testarossa, 
Oh, you remember that? Swap Meet Louie. I don't remember that one. It's a story. It goes about this um, person from Southeast Asia who is selling fake Louis Vuitton (laughs) at a swap meet. (laughs) Um, And then uh, reverse racism and uh, a jackback where he talks about the African-American gangbangers turning the tables on the KKK and taking them out. Okay, nice. Yeah, there was a little bit of hate yeah. to it. Yeah. Speaking of Asians. Mm, Nihama. <laughs> or Indian or Mongolian or Thai. What are we whereabouts? Uh, well, China. China? Oh, yeah. yes. We've got one, Joe. What have we got? We've got our first corona person in Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Tasmania's on the map. Someone's got coronavirus in Tasmania. I'm so proud of our little state. <laughs> it's- we were left out. Everyone kept saying Tasmania hasn't got one. I thought, like, why does Tasmania always miss out on everything? We've got one. Well, hang it's on. very exciting. Hang on a second. Can you look up? And I'm sure you can. Can you look up what? If you got uh, how many people <laughs> have been diagnosed with coronavirus in China? If you look that up, uh, it's a lot more than everywhere else. Well, I understand, but yeah. let me just okay. Let me just do that one yeah. by. Can I say while you're searching that? I was so excited. I thought, yeah, Tazzy, finally, you know, we're in the mix. And it's just a shame that we always miss out. Okay, I mean, in saying that, we get stuff ourselves though, and we don't share that shit, which I think is really cool. Like, you know, everyone had all their swine flu, shared it to everyone. Bird flu, shared it to everyone. Now coronavirus. Shared it to everyone. Yeah. We had facial tumor disease, bitch. <laughs> we didn't give that to anyone else. That was ours. We owned that and we kept it to ourselves. I'm so proud about that. Okay. So what I'm going to do, mm. confirmed oh, oh. core. This is, once again, South Road Boys' amount of research because what all we've done is just Googled it. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed coronavirus in China. In China. Here we go. How many are they saying? What have we got, AJ? Give us the stats. I'm not sure whether or not the new source that I'm going to is going to be. Okay, so right, here we go. Hang on. As right, worldwide cases eighty three thousand. Right, yeah. Okay, so if you get you're going to calculate it eighty three, one two three. Uh, and then we divide that by seven, one, two, three, four, five. We'll, probably, we'll have to be over seven billion now, that's, wouldn't we? Surely. That's seven million, seventy million, seven hundred million. Seven, uh, my calculator won't, won't go, go up that for far. seven billion. Uh, then we times that by one hundred. <laughs> okay, so right here we go. We currently have point zero 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 two 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 percent. Yep. Being infected by the coronavirus it's an epidemic worldwide, it's world worldwide. I think it's point zero zero one. So you know we're we're getting up there. We only need probably two more cases, and we're going to be ahead of the curve. Yeah, media Not has curve driven you want, into the stratosphere. Oh, more people have died of the common cold this year. More <laughs> people have died falling off out of their shower while getting a blowjob. <laughs> Than they have from the coronavirus. <laughs> More people have died from Hard drinking corona yes. and slipping over yes. than they have from the actual coronavirus. That would not surprise me. Mm. That would not surprise me at all. Um, there's situations at the moment, I think it was in Melbourne, mm. in, Victoria, in Costco, where there's yes. no toilet paper left on the, on the 
um, aisles anymore on the stands, on the shelves. Shelves. There you That's go. That's the word I was after. <laughs> Never worked in retail obviously, before. Obviously, obviously coronavirus. <laughs> my brain's not working correctly. Um, people have just gone nuts going to find it. You can't buy hand sanitizer anywhere. Apparently, it's sold out in places. What the fuck are people doing? What are they using it as lube and fucking themselves in, in just in case it's their last days? <laughs> to know, well, I've ran out of lube, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Will do. At least it will smell good. Yeah, but I think that's got a certain amount of alcohol in it. That's not what you oh, want down there. Yeah, I don't, but people are doing something. I just don't get it. People just loved it. They just panic, 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 panic. And it's going to be really funny though if by the time this goes to wear, <laughs> which will be um, next week, next week. Um, if suddenly there is actually a pandemic, it's just gone nuts and poor. Well, probably, yeah. Look, mm. look, the answer is you and I both don't know. But I did have an interesting conversation with someone today. Now, the person who I was speaking to said they would rather get, if, if you had to have the coronavirus, they wanted it now. And their theory was, while there's still enough medicine to treat it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think it is. I, if I was going to have to contract the coronavirus, I would want to contract it about a month or a couple of weeks after some very rich white American men caught it because you guarantee there'll be a cure fucking coming very, very quickly down the bike. <laughs> That's a really good comment, actually. <laughs> like, give it to me then because I know there's going to be some treatment available. But then there's all I love. Have you read the conspiracy theories on it? No, tell me. Oh, that this is a is, is basically manufactured a, an Illuminati version of the Thanos snap. Oh, really? Yeah. To, no, I haven't heard to it, look read at, or heard about this. And that's why they've been really trying to push the move into Africa and China and all these very big populations where we can just wipe out. Well, not we, obviously not. <laughs> because we started it. Yeah, because we yeah, started it. We're part of the Illuminati. Yeah, we do podcasting and we create pandemics. <laughs> yeah. It's in our wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you learn a lot at Penguin High School. You do, yeah. It's podcasting and yeah. pandemics. In science class, I learned about white snake <laughs> and pandemics. A, well, I just ticked the boxes and I just was at P. <laughs> podcasting, pandemics. Yeah. So, you, look, you can find us online at southroadboys.com or southroadvirus.com. Yeah. Either or. Either or. Either. either. Um, so, there you go. Look. So, yeah, the Illuminati or the, you know, the the, the people who are in charge of everything, that it's a, uh, a created thing and... It's trying to cull the population. I didn't know that, but look, it makes sense. People would come up with that routine. Yes. It could be the flat earthers. And look, true, but we, let's be honest, there's a bit of a population explosion, a population, an out of control population pandemic as well. Mm, Maybe, I mean, humanity is essentially the biggest virus. Well, there you go. And the coronavirus is just helping us with the big virus. And maybe Skynet, which originated in China, True. is going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm. and we will have Judgment Day. There you go. Imagine if it was it um was it nine weeks later? No, what was the movie? Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later. Yeah, I'm sitting. I'm I'm actually back to. Uh, I know that wasn't Demi Moore. No, no, nine and a half weeks. Nine and a half weeks. No, that was Kim Basinger, Kim Basinger wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And oh, Mickey that, Rourke. Oh, that free scene. There you anyway. Go. Yeah, go back to that one, kids, if you haven't seen it. Mind you, that's pretty tame, probably, compared to... Oh, look, you can Compared watch to watching it. Shameless. <laughs> well, exactly. I saw my boobs in Shameless, and you probably saw the entire movie of Nine and a Half Weeks with Kim Basinger. Mm. Mm. Um. But that was, a, that was the 90s, kids. 
Did I ever tell you oh, the story sorry. about twenty eight days later? Twenty eight days later, no. So tell me. What well, I was going to say, though, um, with all those cameras in China, imagine mm. it was like 28 days later where suddenly the whole thing is just decimated. People are gone. He just got like um, rolled up uh, rolls of toilet paper just rolling up the street. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because they didn't quite make it home from Costco. Didn't make it. They Before caught the, the virus and died straight away. Yeah, just right there in the gutter. <laughs> and they just melted away into, into a gutter. beery broth. <laughs> like a Chinese soup. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Number 47, Chinese soup. <laughs> Number 47. Um, so I'm there with my good lady wife, and she sends me a message, uh, and it's date night, and we're going to go to the pictures. Yep. All the movies, as everybody else calls it. So we're off to the pictures, and I said to her, pictures. what do you want to go and see? She goes, well, I've seen this. I've, I've spoken to a couple of people at work who recommend this movie called 28 Days Later. And I've gone, oh, Okay. Jump on the old Google internet machines and went, hmm. Now, I'm not sure whether or not this is the same genre that my wife generally watches. So she's more of a Anne of Green Gables, maybe the occasional sci fi, you know, lost in space sort of thing. Doesn't run down the apocalyptic trail. Certainly not into zombie horror. Um, and it's a she, little bit like Anna Green Gables in a way. A little bit, except more zombies and death. <laughs> just a smidge. It just, and less Green Gables. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some green, though. A little bit, bit yeah. of snot and brains and that Pus kind of thing. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I've gone, are you, are you really sure? She goes, yeah, it's, it's basically about a virus. She, so she's mansplaining it to me, or womansplaining as I've now called it. So she's woman-splaining to me that it's about a virus where people catch it, but then it's about them rebuilding society, mm. which is definitely something that she's into. Like, yep. you know, the whole raising barns and planting fields and crops and all that kind of – very the Green Gables side <laughs> of yep. what she was out. And I'm like – I look a horse and cat. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't think it's so much about that. I think it's probably a bit more, oh, you know, the virus. She's gone, no, I really want to see it. And I've gone – Okay, so we arrived. We met at the picture theater, yep. and uh, I said, well, "Are you, are you really, are you really sure this is what you want to watch?" And she got not terse, but quite abrupt with me. Terse, and Who said, the "Fuck says terse." I do. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joe Mother. <laughs> so terse. okay, so she got surly <laughs> and said to it's me, "Not getting any better." <laughs> no, that's really what I want to watch, and I've gone, "Okay, then." So about. A minute into the movie, you see uh, a guy walking through the empty streets of London and you get the massive scare of a car alarm. Yep. She didn't stop putting her fingernails into my skin (laughs) until three minutes before the movie ended, which is spoilers for everyone who's going to watch this film, (laughs) is where after they've tried to escape this virus and all the zombies that are trying to eat their brains where they flag down a helicopter and go off to rebuild society, which is the bit that she wanted to watch. <laughs> it takes about two minutes. And in actual fact, you only see them in the helicopter flying towards a village of There's people who survived. There's not a lot of rebuilding. But you don't actually no. see any of the rebuilding. You, it's inferred. And then even more so, you remember when I, uh, 28 weeks later. We didn't even get to that one. Not really rebuilding a lot either. No, Things really. fall down and collapse a bit there too. <laughs> yeah. So... And so we walked out of the movie theatre and she's like, can we go and see Finding Nemo now? (laughs) 
she really, really was like, that was not anything that I was expecting well, at all. you did pass a bit of information I tried. The I, I, I probably wasn't as clear in, this is a zombie horror film. They are the words I should have used. And she might have gone, oh, really? And I would have jumped on the old YouTubes and shown her the trailer, which probably would have backed up or re-emphasized my point to some degree. Yeah. Speaking of um, speaking of movies mm-hmm. and, and good movies, mm-hmm. um, I went and seen The Invisible Man. Nothing to see. <laughs> um, nothing to see here. Now that was a that was a Kevin Bacon film. Um, yeah, if you go back a bit, it was yeah. a Kevin Bacon film, but it's been redone. Uh, Lee Wainall, who actually did the Saw movies or started the Saw movie franchise, yes, um, he got uh, the reins wrote of that it one and directed it. Um, and it's got uh, what's so it's name? not a remake of the Kevin Bacon no, one. It's not at all. Nothing to do with any of the previous Invisible Man movies. So it's just the the premise that a man becomes invisible. That's about as far as the the line is. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, so it's got Elizabeth, Mo- Elizabeth Moss. If you know her, she's oh, in Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. She was got the, her in. the so lead work- woman in Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. So it works out that the movie is more about um, physical and mental abuse of a partner. She was in The Irishman as well, wasn't she? Oh, not sure on that one. Mm, Good anyway. actress. Um, so the movie starts and there's no kind of spoilers. Actually, if you haven't seen the movie... Yeah, don't listen to the rest of it. I won't give away any major spoilers, but it works out that um, she's escaping a damaged relationship. Hang on. Caution. The rest of this conversation may contain spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Parental advisory is at your discretion. So it starts off, she's escaping the the relationship. Domestic violence, yep. And then it works out that she believes that her partner, through the work he does, because he's an expert in... Change. Is it it phonics or whatever when it comes to... Hooked on phonics. Yeah. um, To vision and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Uh, he's worked out how to make himself invisible. So right. she believes that he's still around and is actually trying to drive her insane. Oh, and of course, that's a good no twist. one's really believing it. Yeah. Because it's like, this is ridiculous. So if someone suddenly you know, smacks your friend's daughter around the head while you're the only two people in the room, she believes that it's this character that's done that. Mm. So you've got to stay away from my daughter, stay away from my family, get out kind of thing. Yeah, you're and she's like, psycho bitch. I didn't do it. What, the, and she pulled the shaggy defense. Yeah, and it wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> but it's basically a psychological thriller. Yes. And it's clever as fuck. And One of the best films I've seen for a few years, to be honest. It was amazing. So it seems to have followed, though, even in the Kevin Bacon version, Casting my mind back a very long way. Yeah, I'm not sure when, how long ago that was. That but... he gets a bit psycho as well. Yeah, I think he like did. he he turns and he gets a little bit pervy, but he also gets a little bit. They're all out to fucking kill me, so I must kill them. Sort of. Yeah. Die. They must psychosis. die. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this one, it's um, it's a suit. Oh, it's not the person that's invisible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tech. It's, it. Oh, so it's basically Harry Potter, the cloak of invisibility. Yeah, basically. It's, a, it's really <laughs> good. looking for royalties. Yeah. For anyone who wants to watch something different, it's very um, Hitchcock-like. Oh, nice. With like the, the big long notes in the soundtrack, you know, that kind of just make mm. you... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's actually, it's a super film. Oh, good. Worth a watch. Not an Amy film. Right. Okay. <laughs> Not- it's a little bit too kind of hairy, scary, kind of, you know, nails in the leg. Yep. Yeah, but, yeah, okay, not doing that. But now, such a good movie. Riddle me this, Batman. Mm. You went and saw the reimagining of Fantasy Island? Yes. Good, bad, watch it, don't watch it? Um, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Excellent. The reviews have been really crappy. 
Right. But I went in expecting that it was going to be a movie that has some really cool kills, yep. a bit of cheesy acting, yes. probably a couple of silly gags. Excellent. Um, a couple of predictable moments. Yes. Um, possibly a boob or two. Excellent. Um, and then the movie finishes and it's like, yep, that's exactly what I expected. It delivered everything you were and after. It gave me exactly what I expected. Perfect. Um, and to the point of view of the end of it as well, did a beautiful little segue link to the actual original TV series that I didn't see coming. And I actually got there and thought, wow, that was clever. Look, I don't. Even, I haven't seen it. I guarantee it was the plane, boss, the plane. But no, it wasn't. But they did say at the start of the movie when they were turning up, someone yeah. just turns around and says, oh, the plane, not in a weird accent. Not in the, the tattoo voice. Yeah, but I thought that was actually pretty clever. Well, they had to, kind of. Like, yeah. you had to give a, a bit of a nod to what's come before. Yeah. So, um, look, let's, um, so if you don't want to know this little snippet at the end, fast mm. forward the next two minutes. All right. Right. So basically it works out this guy says that um he'd been drunk, whatever, and I talking about it. The guy stays behind on the island mm. and he says something to him about oh, what's you know, what the crazy thing you've done. He said, oh, I got really drunk and got this um stupid tattoo. Uh, and the word daddy had tattoo. The word tattoo tattoo on him. Oh, that's genius. And that was a little thing that kind of segued back to the fact that obviously tattoo was a little dude. Yes. That was in the original I show. Got this who tattoo. died in the nineties, I think. I think he was about yeah, fifty. Probably. Unfortunately, little people don't tend to last that long. No, no. Um, I think Gary. What, hang on, did Gary Coleman? Gary die Coleman. Early? Yeah, I think so. He ended up though working at a schlepper job as a security guard. I believe he got some weird ass gigs. Yeah, but I suppose once you're a childhood TV star, and was he growing pains or was it Webster? Family ties. Family ties. No, 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 no. Wasn't growing pains. No, growing pains was um was the the white family. Yeah, and it, <laughs> that sounds. And it wasn't true. Family Ties because that was Michael J. Fox. Uh, it's Willis. Um, what are you talking about, Willis? Willis? And um, Mr. Drummond. Yeah, I don't know what the actual show was now. Not all in the family. No, you've probably said it. I don't know. But, Doesn't matter. But yeah, unfortunately, people that have, and I'm not sure the correct term for little people is little people. Are we back on that one? So well, I think so. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> I'm probably not the person you should be true. asking. Um, but I think it's more to do with um, like organ failure. That kind of, I just think it's a case mm. of the body just doesn't sustain as long. <laughs> it's not full size. Do you know what? Speak- I don't even know what I mean. Speaking of little people, this is not little people, but mm. people who have uh, genetic differences. Andre the Giant, right? Yep. You're familiar with him? Yes. So He's not a big only man. Matt, well, giant, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> actually, suff- what a coincidence. What a coincidence. But they actually named him that before he got bigger. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Who would have thunk? So not only was he an actor, but also a massive, literally and figuratively, star in the wrestling world, mm-hmm. specifically the WWF or WWE. Back in the days of Hulk Hogan, exactly. And Andre Undertaker, the giant. And- well, he was in the he was in the very first pay per view, which was WrestleMania one, nineteen eighty two, Madison Square Gardens, I think, mm. um, which was him against Big John Studd. For a prize of, I think it was $15,000. Wow, fifteen grand To see who could body slam the other. Yep. And I watched this documentary on Andre the Giant, who was French, by the way. And... Didn't know that. Actually suffered from a genetic disorder, or didn't suffer, but was diagnosed with a genetic disorder, which was giantism. And it came about that, obviously, he got massive and... Everything just got bigger, but they could stop it. There was treatment that could could stop what was happening to his organs and all that kind of stuff where he would remain the size he was as a giant, but he wouldn't end up dying from complications due to having giantism. Yeah, okay. And he didn't believe him. 
So he didn't take the treatment. And he would be drinking. I've, I watched this documentary, and he would drink like five bottles of wine by himself, just smash them because he, he was such a massive unit. Doesn't mind a red. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and he actually went to his father's funeral in France and on that visit passed away as well in his hotel room. Really fucking sad. That's a depressing story. Yeah, sorry. Well, it wasn't meant to be an uplifting wow. one, but if you ever wrote his viewer out there and you don't have to love wrestling, like wrestling is a very big part of uh, Andre's life, but it was a really interesting story and a really well-made documentary on the man, the myth, the legend, Andre the Giant. Speaking of myths, uh, different strokes made as the name different of the strokes. Of course, how the hell didn't we think of that? Different strokes through the world. Yes, it is. It oh. takes different strokes through the world. It's a huge show. Oh, we're it from seventy eight to eighty six. Bang! Okay. Actually, I wouldn't have thought it was quite that old. I would have thought it was eighties, but not seventies. Mm-hmm. Wow! What did you, you talk about, Wills? Mm-hmm. He was at one point four two meters high. That's not high. Strangely enough, Kevin Hart's only one point six three. He's probably only got a few years left. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Make him movies where you can, mate. Make him quick. <laughs> and have you watched his um his Netflix uh, documentary, Don't Fuck This Up. Yeah. That's good. That was actually, it was much better than I anticipated it was Me going too, to be. yeah. Um, I think it was, I mean, obviously it was still orchestrated to a point with, you know, well, how was, they cut it. Well, it was his version of events. Yeah, exactly. So it was definitely slanted to not put him in a completely negative light, but to shine, go and say, look, I fucked up, I cheated on my wife. and Yeah, like it did open a lot of and- wounds up in the public eye. Yeah, I think it, he tried to make it as real as possible and tried to give away as much of the information as possible yep. whilst telling that narrative um, because he's very much aware that it is all about content, content, content to make mm. you relevant. You know, if you want to sell out an arena show being a comedian, people got to know who you are. Yeah. And you've also got to be funny. Yeah. Um, but that was really good when he spoke about his dad and. Yeah. and Look, all that a kind lot of, of the stuff. stuff too, when you see people that come back. Um, or they're in the public eye, and stuff they've said comes back to haunt them. Mm-hmm. Comes back to haunt. Comes them. back. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Donald Trump. Come, come back <laughs> to the orthodox so, talker. <laughs> so, for instance, if you did a a, a Twitter entry a ten years ago, whenever it yeah. freaking started, yes, and it was something that, uh, and there was someone else. Who was it? Um, wasn't JJ Abrams uh, that did Suicide Squad and so forth? The director. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, he said something a while back that was, I think, homophobic or racist or whatever else. Right. And Probably he, both. And he got taken off uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's right. He was doing Guardians oh, of the Galaxy that's 3. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they took him off that. For something he did 10 yeah, years so ago. So Marvel slash Disney um, was saying, no, this doesn't align with our brand. Our brand. And, I mean, if you look at the history of Disney over the years, I don't think they can really look in the mirror too hard. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Walt may have been slightly racist. But, um, you know, he had to basically step away from that. And now, of course, they brought him back into the fray. But- well, because the f- the fans, the people who are going to pay said mouse, all the monies, went, mm. fuck that shit, put him back in, because he does a really good job and we forgive him. And even he said, like, you know, basically the things I said back then are not necessarily the person I am now. We're all mm. capable of change. Of course. We learn and all the rest. And also, he's in a media being a comedian public personality, whatever else, yeah. where you have to be a bit controversial occasionally to stay on top of the pile. That's just part of the geek sometimes, yeah, and comedians sometimes. especially do that. Yeah, and Kevin oh, Hart comedian, had that same absolutely. scenario yeah. where he said something that was a little bit wrong, 
Mm. Um, he didn't believe it was what he meant to say, mm. but it got taken that way. And then he lost the gig um, hosting the Academy Awards. Yeah, and that's the Oscars. And that's the thing, I suppose. And you're right with comedians. It is the very razor fine line between being a Jim Jeffries mm. and offending a shit ton of people, yep. or a Ricky Gervais doing the exact same thing, mm-hmm. and then crossing the line where those people are more than offended, they take action on that because they realise what you've said, they take it differently. I think Ricky Gervais is the one who really articulates it well in one of his specials about how fine a line that is to walk on not personalising a joke. The thing is with someone like Ricky Gervais too, though, People go in knowing what to expect. True. They go in knowing he's going to be crude and crass and he's going to try and offend people. Even you in the audience. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He does not. And, and he Jim says Jeffries that. is the same thing. Jim Jeffries is the same. You know what you're getting. For someone like Kevin Hart, for instance, um, yes, he's a comedian, but he probably doesn't go down that line so far. But So when he says something a little bit out of the norm, people kind of step back and say, oh, I didn't think he thought that or I didn't think he'd say that. Yeah, but like you look at... But I, I, I put... And it's not because they're both black, but... Very similar style, Eddie Murphy. You I know, was just thinking about Eddie Murphy. If you like, took him back, Eddie Murphy's <laughs> raw was like I remember you and I listening to that on tape. Oh, forever, forever. I like mean, the going, fact that he talks about um, faggots and AIDS exactly. and all this kind of stuff, and even he admits that he's actually a bit embarrassed by that now. But but that's what the era was. But that didn't seem to kill his like it. It didn't seem to be to his detriment. No, some of his acting gigs did, but mm. that wasn't. Um. Yeah, so it's a very fine line about what a, a comedian or an actor or, or a personality can say that does or doesn't get them in hot water, I so suppose. But back then, who was, it? was it Richard Pryor? Is that the right name? Oh, yeah, Richard Pryor. I mean, he was very Eddie Murphy-like too. He was just out there. He just say whatever. Well, yeah. Just like in your face. Yep. Um, I mean, he's dead now. Yes. Wasn't on a Deadpool list. No. It's a fair while back. And um, yeah, it wouldn't be relevant. <laughs> it wouldn't be. But um, I do find it interesting now that what you can say can come back to haunt you. Um, sucks as you know, down the track, people might listen to these podcasts. <laughs> it's all hundred and something episodes. <laughs> and go, I can't believe he said the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, suddenly we find fame of fortune. We lift it up there and people will then, they will scrounge and scratch through all the back history oh, to try and get some goodness. dirt and filth. Which, and you know what? It wouldn't be that difficult. Uh, you wouldn't have to go much past <laughs> episode one, I don't think. Episode two maybe is a stretch. Yeah, like it'd be a whole conspiracy. What was on the missing tapes? Why did they hide those from everyone? Oh, yeah, because they were the racist tapes, mm, or they were the they, sexist tapes, yep. or they were the, the hate tapes. The hate tapes. The hateful tapes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brand Quint, new Tarantino Quint, film. Quentin Tarantino does a full documentary called The Hateful Tapes. <laughs> hateful tapes. <laughs> I still love that film. I just absolutely love The Hateful Eight. We should have just called this episode. Um, look, if you love movies, tune into this episode. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, I really fucking love it. It's on that. Netflix too now. If anyone wants to watch it. That's on the net. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Because I used to go to, in Melbourne, the Sun Theatre. And the Sun Theatre... Yeah, you loved the shot, Sun Theatre, Well, you? but they showed the film in the format that Tarantino shot it in, which was 70 mil. Yeah. And to the point where they had to go begging, borrowing, stealing, to try and find parts to be able to resurrect a really old 70 mil projector. And I think it's something like less than 20 films have ever been made in this format. It might even be less than 10. I don't know. Fucking can't remember. 
And so they would show it once a month. On the 8th of the month at 8 p.m., they would show The Hateful Eight. Yep. Which is very cool. Which is very cool. But it was $25 to go and see that movie um, because it's something like three hours and, you know, they have to do special projection and they're trying to recover their costs or whatever. Tarantino heard about this little fucking cinema in in Australia who was doing this just for his film. That's the reason why they did it. They heard Tarantino was doing the film, so that's the reason why they did it. He came down at the premiere viewing and just showed up. Yep. Well, they obviously knew. Mm. And he came out and did an hour talk before the film and said, or so half an hour. That'll blow your mind. Half an hour talk before the film saying, I just really want to give props to the to the cinema. This is why I did it in this format. And I am so wrapped that this little cinema has decided, and because it was only you know, a couple hundred seat cinema, has gone all the effort for my film. You've got no idea. How pissed would you be, though, at the next viewing where you're going in and you see Tarantino walking out going, hang on a minute, why do we, why weren't we here for the premiere? Quinn, but, um, come for, back, Quinn. <laughs> well, for the, and here's, look, here's the bit of the shifty Joe. So I'd been a couple of times and I realised at the start of it, they got the head projector to come and do a bit of a talk and they showed a movie, which was probably about five minutes, on them getting all the equipment. And then they did a lucky seat prize. And the lucky seat prize was a copy of the movie. And the lucky seat was always H8. Oh, really? So the next time I booked, you got to choose your own seats. Yep. Guess what seat I put myself in? (laughs) He's not silly. H8. I've actually got um, Hateful Eight on Blu-ray. I must watch it again. It's been a while. Mm. It's been a while. Yes. So that was, uh, was that film? It's just been like, but a, that, but the well, the the reason the and IMDb podcast, the IMDb, <laughs> and that was the one where Kurt Russell was in the film. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched it. He's been in a few of his flicks. He has he's a bit of a favourite. He was there was a, there's a scene in there where he's playing or someone's playing a guitar, and they'd got the guitar on loan from some sort of museum because the guitar was a period guitar. It was from when. The film was shot, which is just post-Civil War. Yeah, okay. And so the scene's there, and then what was supposed to happen is I play this guitar and then cut, and Kurt Russell was supposed to grab the guitar off the person and smash it. And then there was a woman who was supposed to react to him smashing it by going, fucking, no, don't smash the guitar. So the scene's rolling, and Kurt obviously forgets that they're supposed to <laughs> cut. And so the person's playing the guitar and Kurt gets up, no. grabs the guitar. The woman goes, fucking no, which is what he's expecting. Yep. But she's doing it because she knows what's about to happen. And he smashes this guitar no. worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> oh, shit. And apparently this museum or this institute no longer lands out any of their artifacts anymore. Imagine being he the person who goes it. back. So I can guarantee Quentin didn't go back. He would have sent the work experience kid, Daryl. Oh, fucking Daryl's <laughs> got another job. Daryl's <laughs> gone back and said, uh, excuse me, sir. Um, I've come to bring back your guitar. <laughs> it's in this container. <laughs> and this container and this container. <laughs> we glued it as best we could. <laughs> fucking hell, Daryl. Oh, bloody hell. You feel sorry for him sometimes, though. You do, but I think he deserves a fair bit of it. Sometimes he just does. <laughs> well, he lost... What did he do? He lost the uh, the Mars rover. Yeah, he lost the Mars rover. Um, he set off accidentally the missile protection text bloody siren thingy, whatever, in Hawaii. Yes. 
he mistakenly saw over Washington a flock of birds right. and said it was a drone strike. Yep, and suddenly brought out the missiles <laughs> yeah. in Washington, D.C. Fuck. And, and now he's also been involved <laughs> in, in delivering the, bad news. Delivering the bad news of the smash guitar from the Hateful Eight. Because he didn't tell Kurt Russell, Oi, by the way, well, remember. It's his, it's his job. Exactly. Let Kurt know. Grab the guitar. <laughs> it's not that difficult. Fuck's sake, Daryl. Stop phoning it in. <laughs> Speaking of phoning in, yes, that's pretty much us phoning in for this week. Oh, awesome. So if you want to listen to more movie reviews and bits and pieces <laughs> next week, <laughs> we'll come up with something different. But, Rodies, before you go, if you have been enjoying what Bugalugs here and I have been doing, um, if wow. you can subscribe for whatever yeah. podcast you get this through, whether or not it's Apple or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever, subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us. Yeah, um, we're going to try and uh, you know see whether or not anyone wants and to also, sponsor um, the show. Also, jump on our, our Facebook page mm. and actually give us a rating too. Yeah, why not? Do that. I don't care if it's one. It doesn't matter. But justify it. <laughs> yeah, tell us why it's a one. Like, just your shit. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to give us one, it's yep. no problem. But make sure on your info on your Facebook profile, it doesn't have an address of where you live. <laughs> Otherwise, we might be visiting you. You and I both know that's not the case. We'll send Daryl. We'll send Daryl. <laughs> He's more threatening than you and I could ever be. We'll probably go around to their place with pizza. Like, oh, hi, Mr. Smith. I'll send around here by South Road, boys. Is your husband right? <laughs> and there's Sam Smith. Going. Oh, Sam Smith. <laughs> why are you here? Who are these South Road boys? Oh, I was supposed to go to Simon's place. <laughs> well, Rodies, on that, um, we hope you've enjoyed it, mm. and we will see you or hear from. No, you will hear from us next week. Yeah, you're the right. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm Troy, and we are the South Road boys. We certainly are.